Welcome back to the Anchor Room. What's up, guys? Rigo here again from the Anchor Room, coming back with our third episode of our Advent series. And uh, I'm joined here again with the one, the only, Zach Hay. Say hey, Zach. Hey, what's everybody? I am excited to be here once again, traveling into your living room as we get nearer and nearer to the Christmas season. It is almost here. Can you believe that? It's starting to... Yeah, it's starting to get there. We're definitely, it snowed here the other day. That's definitely putting me in the Christmas uh, yeah. theme. Yeah, it did. Well, I hope you guys uh, have all your presents ready or ordered or on the way because uh, you don't want to be doing last minute Christmas shopping. Yeah, that's something that I need to get ahead on. So far, I've been like ordering my packages to <laughs> yeah. my home and I have to like keep telling people at my house, like, don't open them. <laughs> just let them sit there. I will wrap them when I get home. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bet that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, well, speaking of fun, um, today we're going to talk about the third Advent candle, the third Advent Sunday uh, topic, which is joy. So, Zach, as we talk about joy, what have been one thing or some things that have been bringing you joy in this season recently? Yeah, well, one thing that always pops into my head, and this is a very niche thing, but when I think of the third candle of Advent, I always get excited because growing up, it would always signify the beginning of the week in which my birthday was in. And so my, my birthday is on the 16th, which is this Wednesday, which means, so whenever I saw that third candle lit at church, I would just get excited because I knew that my birthday was coming. And I just think it's so ironic that it's the joy candle because as like a six-year-old kid, it would just fill me with so much anticipation and joy for... uh, My birthday. Yes, birthday. And then the next week was Christmas. It was just truly the most wonderful time of the year. And so... Did you get... Did you get back-to-back gifts, or did you just get, like, one big gift as Christmas birthday? What was it like? Well, you see, for the first few years of my life, I would get, like, all my birthday gifts and then all my Christmas gifts. And then, almost to just kind of, like, kill the mood, my (laughs) youngest brother was born on December 14th, four years later. (laughs) And so we share the same birthday week, and it's also the week before Christmas. And so we ended up just getting a lot of gifts all in on mass on Christmas. Oh and my. So, yeah, it, it's quite the busy season. I think about how my parents had to deal with that. It must have been Sounds oh. like an expensive season for your family. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There was no gifts any other time of the year. Mm, Christ, wow. Christmas season and birthday season was all in two weeks. We just got it all done and over with. Yeah. Wow. That's that's pretty funny, man. What about you, Rio? Well, yeah, well, I think uh, recently for me, something that's been bringing me a lot of joy is just connecting with my son. He is um, 19 months old, very active and uh, adventurous toddler. He loves to laugh and giggle and we go on many walks. And <laughs> as I was thinking about joy, I was like, just thinking about him, how like, yeah, you know, there are moments where you have to teach your kid boundaries and what not to do and all that stuff. But 
apart from that, there's very little that he does that doesn't bring me joy. Like just to see him, uh, you know, uh, brighten up with a huge smile on his face or run into my arms to give me a hug or, or exploring, you know, as we're walking out at the park or something like that. It just brings me a whole lot of joy to just see my child grow, develop, and make all these memories with him. And part of me was also wondering recently, like, wow, I wonder if, like, that's how God sees us, you know, that, right? Like, you know, him being this infinite God with all knowledge, like, you know, I guess that's the closest thing I can come to, like equating it with an adult versus a child. I really am a child in guy's eyes because I know nothing compared to his infinite knowledge. But yeah, just wondering how much joy God must have when he looks at us and, and sees his image in us and looks yeah. at us and, wow, this is my son. This is my daughter. And I'm just so happy that I have you, that you're mine, that you know, I get to walk with you and do life with you. And the more and more I dwell on this aspect of joy, the more I realize again, how transformational this is for our daily walks. So what do you think this, why do you think it's important for us to know about joy? We're we're asking this, this question um, as we're, we're having this discussion every week, but why is joy so important to the Christian life? Why would you say that, uh, Zach? Yeah, I think uh, when we talk about on the podcast about hope, about how uh, that is also essential to the Christian walk, I think joy and hope are two of those things that as soon as one is missing is when we find ourselves in trouble. Without uh, hope, we have a lot of anxiety. And I think without joy, we have a lot of depression. And we're seeing that a lot in our society right now, especially during uh, everything that's going on. And so finding those moments of joy, I think, uh, is really what combats what our world is kind of forcing on us in this season. And I think when you were talking about your experience with God looking down at us as his children and rejoicing, it's not a picture that we often think of with God. Like we hear it, but most of the time we see God as like this like dictator who's telling us what to do. But it reminds me of that verse. And I think it's Zechariah that talks about God singing over us. Like that's such an intimate picture of how God views us and how joy can be so integral in our relationship with him. And what I think is important is that there are seasons that we go through in life where it's hard to find joy. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to brush past that and kind of have people believe that they are missing something because they're not joy, but trying to find Mm -hmm. the the realization that joy is not just this like, happy feeling all the time or the absence of sad feelings but it's instead this yeah this thing that god gives us as a gift it's a contentment and a gladness in him regardless of our circumstances you You know even even in in the book of james you know we read that it's to consider it a joy when we face trials of many kinds Mm -hmm. right yeah that having joy doesn't mean the absence of trials or hardships and it's also not necessarily a fleeting emotion that, you know, lasts for a few seconds or minutes. But, you know, thinking about having joy in trials or when we're going through hard things is important. So, yeah, what is joy, Zach? What, what, how, would, how would you define or what have you learned to, that joy is? Yeah, I think if I were to define joy for myself, and I'm sure there's a whole bunch of 
commentators out there who have better definitions <laughs> than I do. But for me, it, I, I kind of just see it as a contentment in where I am with God. It's like, regardless of my circumstances or regardless of uh, just the, the environment that I'm in, it's this feeling that God's got me. He's got me where, in his arms and I can trust him and I can walk with him. And it's in those moments where I'm reminded that he is sovereign over my life, that I can trust him and I can walk with him. And it's so, it sounds so simple, but it's, it's takes a lot of effort to kind of sit in that realization that God is holding you in his arms, just like really like a child, like I've got you, I've got mm-hmm. this. Um, I think about just right before I sat down to record this with you, Rigo, our staff was having a, uh, just a little worship session. I, even going into it, I was tired. I wanted the work day to be over. But I just, after walking out of that, I just feel so much more joy. And it's not because my circumstances changed. It's not because my workload was lifted. Uh, mm-hmm. It was mainly because I just got to sing about the greatness of our God and how much he cares for each and every one of us. And so just reminding ourselves of God's promises and being glad in that contentment is what I think is the, my, like where the joy that is imparted to me comes from. Yeah, no, that's good, Zach. Yeah, that's why I ask you all the hard questions when you talk, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I also, I would describe it similarly. I would maybe even use the word gladness, you know, like mm. a gladness in your heart that is um, not fleeting. Yeah, sometimes it is this feeling of happiness and bliss. I don't think it, it's it's mm-hmm. defined or trained to just a feeling. Um I think of uh, I think of Isaiah fifty five, and I want to read this uh, a few excerpts from here, just because I think like it it gives me perspective to to joy. Um, And the subtitle is the invitation to the thirsty. So, if you're thirsty, come bring your cup, because we're about to read something (laughs) good here. Let me pour something in. All right, Isaiah fifty five. It begins, "Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters." And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commanders of peoples. Surely you will summon nations and you know not. And nations you do not know will come running to you because the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. And then then I I love this next part that many of us have probably, you know, seen on bumper stickers or heard in, in songs out there, but... The prophet writes this, and beginning in verse six, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them for, and to our God, for he will freely pardon. And then he goes on to say, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And then, um, this is something I love as the, as the chapter ends. It's a short chapter, just 13 verses, but the last two verses um, call out, to, say this, that 
You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow juniper, and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. There, this will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. Mm. And so, you know, that's encouraging to me, um, Zach, because, yeah, like we all have to trek mountains in life, right? Yeah. There are things that are oftentimes tough and, and you know, it takes us a while to get through them. And here I love this image of joyful hope that, that the Lord gives us mm. that as we go through these trials and sufferings, he promises us joy. He promised that we'll be led forth in peace, right? We've already talked about peace and hope. And then why, why is all this for the Lord's renown as a sign to him that for, for, as a sign of him and, and, and to him, um, something that will last forever. Yeah. Isn't that joyful? Yeah, I definitely think that's really joyful and how, we can really look into scripture, especially into the Psalms and see how in love people were with God and how in love they were with his presence and their spirit in his spirit in their lives. And it just makes me wonder, like, how has this specifically come into our thoughts about Christmas? Like the reason we're doing this Advent series is to get ready for the coming of Christ and get ready for uh, the Christmas celebration. And so how does joy, do you think, Rigo, play into as we're uh, just moving towards December 25th. What is, what role does joy play in that? Yeah. Well, you know, I often think about even some of my current family traditions that my wife and I have tried to develop over time. And, you know, it, it often revolves around different things we do that are special to the holidays. And I think many of us can get caught up into um, looking for those things for joy, you know, or maybe satisfaction and in the joy we, re we receive of gift giving or gift receiving or the rest that we get or what have you. But I think it's, it's so important for us to keep in mind the joy of the salvation that we have in Jesus, right? That um, because he came to this world, we have salvation and reconciliation to God. And that is the most joyful and important thing of the season because um, it's the greatest gift that we already have that we don't even have to work for. You know, as I read in Isaiah 55, right? We didn't, we don't come, come all who are thirsty. You don't need money. Come eat freely. Come drink freely. You don't yeah. need to spend money on. And this will truly satisfy you, right? So as the, as the, the, ver the verse goes, right? Like don't waste your resources and time on things that don't satisfy. You know, let's turn our attention towards the joy of our salvation in Jesus. And I think that's what I would say, Zach. Yeah, definitely. I think I would add, like, for us, I think joy plays into a, a sort of remembrance. And I think that's the opposite of what you would read when you're reading scripture, because the, the biblical authors were looking towards the birth of their Messiah, towards the birth of Jesus. That's what brought them joy when you read Psalms and Isaiah, because they're, yeah. they're looking forward to God's redemption. But we, living post-crucifixion and post-resurrection, can find joy in remembrance. And I think that's a discipline that we all have to practice is turning our eyes back and saying, look at what God has done for me. Um, mm -hmm. I want to read Colossians um, in chapter one, verse 12. It, it says, may you be filled with joy, always thanking the father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live mm -hmm. in the light. 
And it's just this beautiful picture of like, where does our joy come from? Our joy comes from remembering that God has given us a share in the inheritance of his son. And we can walk out into that identity and it can really shape who we are and who we see ourselves as. Yes, it can. Yeah. And so, you know, I think as, as we wrap up, I would just love to encourage people to dive into this, you know, this idea of joy in Christ. What does joy mean for us and how can we intentionally experience the joy that comes from Christ? And so I know that, you know, it, it can often be a hard thing to enter into, especially if, if you've been coming out of tough times, you know, so whatever it, it means for you, we just want to encourage you to um, dive into and, and ask God to give you his joy and, mm, and yeah. experience um, that joy that comes with it. Yeah, I definitely think, I love how you said, like we can just pray and ask God for that joy because he does love to give us those gifts and it's something that he wants to bring. And, and lastly, I just want to say this too, you know, and that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do things that bring us joys. Mm, so by yes. all means, you know, <laughs> please do what's fun for you. Play, play a board game, drink some eggnog. I don't know, yep. go ride a reindeer during the season. But... Yes, find those family traditions and <laughs> live into them. Exactly. Experience the joy that comes from <laughs> rest in this season. And so I hope you guys have a wonderful, joyful Christmas season. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will come back to you next week with the final Advent uh, devotional podcast. And so until then, have a joyful Christmas time. Signing off from the Anchor Room.